You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. Rangers start Tuesday night, 7 o'clock, drop of the puck, 98.7 ESPN, a little pregame at 6.30. So Rangers, all right, we have so much to do today, I can't handle it. Rangers, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Monday, all at 7 o'clock. So let me give you that again so you can block out your calendar. Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Monday, all at 7 o'clock, all right here on 98.7 ESPN. Games 1 and 4 also on ESPN television. All right, 5, 6, and 7, we know the dates, we don't know the times. Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. So here's what you have to know. Rangers go Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. So all you have to know is they start Tuesday, and from that moment on, day off, game. Day off, game. Day off, game. From the start to the close on Sunday, May 15th. And they did us a solid, guys. We actually catch a break. You know what next Sunday is? Mother's Day. You know who doesn't play? The Rangers. You get to enjoy it in peace on Saturday night. Now, I have to say a, it's not really fair to say conundrum, but I, and and maybe Ty, when we bring him on and he takes the show over at 9.15, we'll have some advice or, or some help he can give me. Not only is next Sunday, May 8th, Mother's Day, which obviously is important for my, me and my mom and, and my wife, right? It's also my anniversary. So I will probably get in very big trouble, bigger trouble than normal next Sunday. All right. So that's the Rangers. That's set. The entirety of the postseason is set up. You know what? I'll quickly run through with the matchups for you. Here, here's what you got. Panthers, Capitals, Capitals struggling. Panthers score at will. Toronto and Tampa. Um, Tampa probably finds their way to beat Toronto. They typically do. And Carolina and Boston, and then the Rangers and the Penguins. The West, Colorado and Nashville, Minnesota and St. Louis, Calgary and Dallas, and Edmonton and the LA Kings. Kind of the Wayne Gretzky matchup, Edmonton and the Kings. So Rangers, start Tuesday, every other other night, boom, done, thank you. Let's do that hockey. Let's do the hockey. And we're going to have a lot of hockey on my show. And I'm Don, Rick, me, I mean, we love to talk hockey. Hopefully the Rangers have a long, glorious run. Be great for the station. Be great for New York. Uh, all right. Yankees. I mean, you know, it's funny. I, I, everyone on Twitter, this must be driving you nuts. You said the Yankees weren't very good. Listen, I think the Yankees have real issues. I think the Yankees have done what they have to do. When you play the dregs of baseball, you play the Orioles and you play the Indians and you play, let's be fair, the dregs of baseball. Now you're playing the Kansas City Royals. You need to clean up on those teams. That's exactly what they're doing. So good for them. It's what they couldn't do last year. It's what we've seen them struggle with. They couldn't do it earlier this season when they went up against Baltimore. In Baltimore, lost two or three. Watching Baltimore makes your eyes want to bleed. They are unwatchable. If you don't sweep Baltimore, or at a minimum, a minimum, win two out of three, if you lose a series to the Baltimore Orioles, you have some real splaining to do. Real big explaining to do. Because it's embarrassing. That's how bad they are. And on another note, the fact that they put that product out on the field is an utter embarrassment. But Yankees taking care of business. Bats have been better. Uh, Cortez good again last night. 
And I, I, I'll be honest with you. And, and I, I mean, I got the NFL draft. I got a no-no for the Mets. I barely watch. And the Yankees are on Apple television. And apparently the announcers are awful yet again. I barely watched the Yankees last night. Because you're playing the Royals. You jump back to a 3 nothing lead. It got to 3-2. And that's what I checked it out for a few minutes. Then all of a sudden it's 7-2. I'm like, you know what? I'm done. I don't need to watch the Yankees. So Yankees, big win. They're back in action tonight. How about the Mets? How about the Mets? Now, in its own right, the fact that the Mets are now, this is what, Series 7? I mean, we are a month into the season, and the Mets have not lost a series yet. They've won every single series. Phenomenal. And I'm watching the Mets last night, and McGill, I mean, where he's gotten this from? He throws hard. He looks like a, a just a better pitcher, a better version of himself from last season. Looks terrific, right? So you're watching him. My only thought last night was, I, I got to beat the Phillies. A, I don't like the Phillies. B, I had the day off on on Thursday. Uh, last time out, I had a 4-1 lead, and, and Carrasco blew it, and it got away. So I want to beat the Phillies. I desperately want to beat the Phillies. Uh, Mets get a couple runs on a big hit from Jeff McNeil, and all of a sudden you're looking at it like, wait a minute, they have a no-hitter going. So if you didn't know what the Mets did last night, for the second time in franchise history, the Mets get a no-hitter. Now, I could see if you look at it and say, Dave, they walked six guys. I'm not saying it's the most gorgeous no-hitter in the history of no-hitters, but it's a a no-hitter nonetheless. So McGill gives you five innings, and he threw to have no hits and have to get to 88 pitches in five innings is a big number. And then they go to Drew Smith, who outside of Diaz right now might be the guy out of the pen maybe Lugo as well, that you have the most confidence in. So he gives you an inning and a third, walks one, strikes out every other batter in 36 pitches. So to have to go an inning and a third and throw 36 is a big number. Then they bring in Joely Rodriguez, and he gives you a a perfectly clean inning, um, two walks, but a clean three out, 17 pitches. And then you go to Seth Lugo, who gives you two-thirds of an inning on a very manageable five pitches. And then they go to Edwin Diaz, who was just, I mean, that's the thing with Diaz. When he's good, he's not good. When he's good, he's great. And my God, was he great last night. Boom, boom, boom. Strikeout, strikeout, strikeout. Mets win. Mets no hitter. Couldn't be better for the Mets right now. 13 pitches. He takes care of business. Filthy stuff. A no hitter. Now, uh, listen. Am I like, I can't believe it. I'm so excited. What a great night. I don't know. Partly that and partly, I mean, does it have the same luster when it's five guys and when there's six walks? Probably not. But I will say this. To to get a no-hitter in its own right is an accomplishment. To do it over the Phillies, to do it when you beat Philadelphia, that's a great win for the Mets. I am so excited about what this team is providing at the moment. And they continue to win games. And you have uh, Walker on the mound tonight, and then tomorrow night it's Scherzer in a game that you can watch on uh, on ESPN. So I think you have to feel great about where the Mets are right now. And we'll open up the fold lines, 1-800-919-3776. Does that no-hitter last night move the needle for you at all? Like, is there anything about that no-hitter that you're like, okay, no-hitter, phenomenal? Do you, is that something that you put in, like, the record books and you love? Or is it, like, five pitchers, six walks, 
I, I don't know. Like, doesn't have that same luster. I, I mean, let's be fair. That's not, to me, five pitchers. It's a no-hitter, but it's not a, a genuine no-hitter. I don't know how many no-hitters you're going to get. Because you get guys throw 79 pitches, like, oh, we got to get him out of the game. But a, a terrific win nonetheless. So uh, that's on the table, certainly. The Mets, the no-hitter, five pitchers, the win, just the functionality of what they are right now. 1-800-919-3776. But, my, I mean, and my favorite thing, I mean, my God, do I love the draft. And Connor Rogers from Bleacher Report going to join us. I think we'll have him at probably 1130 this morning um, to break down the Jets and the Giants. How you could be a Jets fan, and I understand that like it's in your DNA. As a Jets fan, you're miserable by nature, and rightfully so. Your team is your team is the Knicks of the NFL. Your team is the is I mean, is is one of the laughing stock teams of the NFL. It's who? It's the Jets, it's the Lions, um, it's been the Cleveland Browns, although it feels like they're clearly heading in a different direction. And I don't know that what the Jets have done over the last two days and what they'll do today translates to 10 wins this year. But what I will say is from every expert out there, and and me as well, I mean, what a job Joe Douglas has done. He's manipulated the draft board brilliantly, right? He's moved up when he's seen there's a guy there that he loves. He's had the ammunition to do so. Look what the Jets have done. You get the best corner by many people's opinions on the board. You get the best receiver, in many people's opinions, on the board. You get a stud defensive end by moving up and not mortgaging a ton. You get the best running back by moving up and not mortgaging a ton. So now your running backs are set. Your receivers are set. Then you get a terrific tight end, maybe the number two tight end in the entire draft in the kid out of Ohio State. How you could be a Jets fan this morning and not just be beside yourself of thrilled thrilled at what they've done in the first couple rounds. And and I'll I'll get, well, you're always so negative with the Jets. I'm negative with the Jets because they deserve the negativity. I'm negative with the Jets because they are traditionally a poorly run, bad franchise. I'm not negative with the Jets when there's reason to be positive with the Jets, and today is that day. I don't know how you could be a fan of this team and not be on cloud nine right now. On cloud nine. Now, all of it's great. If Zach Wilson is not the answer, I don't know how much of it matters. But from Thursday night, Friday night, what we've seen so far, I mean, as good as any team in the NFL. And when do you get to say that? As good as any team in the NFL with this draft. And let's switch to the Giants. And there's so much to do. Jets, Giants, Mets, Yankees, Rangers, right? All of it. How you could be a Giants fan right now and not be thrilled. And you know what's amazing? And I, if you're a Giants fan, you have to note this and appreciate this to the nth degree. How many times over the last decade have you heard, this is who the Giants like, this is who the Giants will take, and this is who the Giants take? You're like, come on. Can you give me any disinformation? Can, can you throw a little bit of you know uncertainty in what you're going to do and not leak it every single year. So now what the Giants do is they let you believe that Charles Cross, they love Charles Cross. They love him. If he's there when they pick at seven, that's the guy. They might even take him at five. They didn't want Charles Cross. 
They might have liked him as the third of those three offensive linemen, but that's not who they wanted. They wanted either Iquanu or they wanted Neal. And they stepped right in to Neal at seven. Take him, right tackle. I don't, I, I don't even have to worry about it for the next decade. Boom. Boom. Oh, by the way, let's link to everyone. Uh, Kayvon Thibodeau. He, no, no, that didn't work out. We didn't have a good meeting with him at or No, it, we, we don't like him because the meeting was just awful. It's crap. That's not what happened. They wanted him the entire time. They loved him. They couldn't believe he was sitting there for them at five. So finally, finally, Giants fans, you have an adult running the room. Like that kind of party. You have someone that's capable and competent running the room. Now, I will be honest with you, and we'll ask Connor about it later. Uh, the kid from Kentucky, the receiver, I don't know a ton about him. What I hear is it's very duplicative of what Kadarius Tony brings to the table. Offensive lineman from Carolina. Uh, I used to live down there, so I reached out immediately to a few people. I said, what do we think? Big upside. And then the corner from LSU, again, I don't, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. But I think round one, the Giants did tremendously. And then you hope that these guys know what they're doing in rounds two and three. But they, again, I mean, Dave Gettleman never did it, right? Did it the one year, and you think he was pushed by Joe Judge. But Gettleman never moved back. And the Giants did it twice last night, garnering more picks for today. So as far as, as Joe Shane, absolutely he gets the benefit of the doubt. And away we go. 1-800-919-3776. Giants, Jets, Mets. Yankees, Stump Rothenberg, Connor Rogers, it's all happening. 1-800-919-3776. Rothenberg with you solo here on a Saturday morning, and it's beautiful out as well. So you got me on the radio. You put it on the app. We'll get into the app. Oh, what a gorgeous new app we have. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. The second this show is over, I got to run out to my son's baseball game, hope it goes quickly, and then drive 45 minutes from his baseball game to Alex's lacrosse tournament. But you know what? It's the joys of being a dad. And we say good morning to another one that I look at as as almost my son, and that is Ty D. Butler. Good morning, Ty. Good morning, David. Uh, One of the joys of being a dad is what you just outlined. One of the not-so-joys is, you know, having to get up early on a Saturday morning, being woken up uh, numerous times in the middle of the night because the baby is screaming he is hungry. Listen, it's a man that needs to eat. It's a man man that needs needs to eat. Which I understand. I would just ask of him to be better at communicating. But he doesn't know how to communicate. Yeah, I get it. His his version of communication is to scream. Yeah, but I don't like it. It's not like, you know, agreeing with my spirit. I've got to be up early for a big Saturday program. We've got wall-to-wall coverage, NFL draft, the Mets. I don't know if you saw the standings, best team in baseball. I don't know if you look at the American League standings. Yankees, best American League team in baseball. Yep. Um, so a maybe, lot going maybe, maybe we are headed to a little uh, little October showdown. <laughs> Which I saw someone, one of my friends tweeted that out the other day. I said, listen, uh, three weeks into the season, let's calm yeah, down a, a little bit. little premature. Let's not do that because we've seen both of these stories on, uh, unfold before uh, with the Mets and the Yankees suffering, not collapses, the Mets collapses, but the Yankees. The Mets collapses, yeah. Not, 
not not the Yankees. Uh, but let me ask you this: now you're a Yankees fan, I but am. I think that you're a reasonable man. I am. It's different with the Mets this year, isn't it? It is for sure, and and part of it is what you outlined. You know, not just today, but um, and in shows leading up to this, that it's you now have an adult in the room, not just some buffoon. That's my line, by the way. So when it, whenever you hear someone say, "Oh, Buck Showalter, he's the adult in the room," that that. Stems from me. It does stem from you. Stems from me. And I was actually having a conversation with uh, our program director, Ryan Hurley, about a week ago. And he's uh-huh. like, you know what? It, it feels different with the Mets. And he's like, you know what's odd? It's like you normally— you He just... stole adult in the room, didn't he? No, 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 no. He said okay. normally you get excited about, like, players. Like, you know, Frankie Lindor has been awesome. Uh, you know, Scherzer and, then you, you know, McGill. But he's like the manager, like, has really has me really excited. And I said, it's because of what you're coming off. It's like you've been in so many bad relationships. You now have a relationship with a, a manager who knows what he's doing. He's got an elite resume. All he needs is a title. And, and now you feel good because you have someone, an, an adult in the room. An and adult in the room. I stole now, that line from you. Okay. See, that's, that's my line. But you know what? You and I are simpatico. You can take it and use it. It's fine. Have you, because I know you're Mr. Technology, right? You and Jake, it's like, I know how to do this app, and I'm, I'm into what's the, the cryptocurrency and all that. Like, that's you guys. That's your gen. That's not me. I, I got to be honest with you. The old app, I, I didn't know how. To, I could barely find anything on it. Like, it, it, it was like, it was like I'm, I have to be Indiana Jones to, to oh, you got to go here, to and you got to go here. And if you, if you line this up with the sun and the right, I could never <laughs> find anything on the station. Now we have a new app. Oh, it's amazing. The thing is, I, 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 it's weep-worthy. I love this thing. He, can I explain? Uh, Rick is a, a functioning moron when it comes to technology. Just say dumb. D- yes, and I think he would agree with that. Yeah, like He is dumb. incapable when it comes to technology. Live on the air the other day, I led him through <laughs> how to get this new app, and he did. Like It's so easy. You, Pietro. you go to the app store. Anybody can go to the App Store. Then you type in ESPN New York. That's it. And spell out New York. I find it to be easier that way. You spell out New York. It pops up. You, you download it. And now you open it. And, and that the, the station is right there. All of it. It's brand new. It's beautiful. You get all your favorite 98.7 shows and live play-by-play. All right? You get... You, you miss our show, boom, podcast, DPHR Rothenberg, The K Show, Greeny, ENN, all of it. Plus, you can stream exclusives like Game Misconduct, Caught Offside, Flight Deck, Breaking Big Blue. Uh, it is amazing. The, the all-new Ty Butler ESPN. and Jake Montgomery podcast, hopefully, one day. Uh, it, the, well, let me just tell you this. The all-new ESPN New York app available now at the App Store and Google Play. Your city, your teams, your new ESPN New York app. I suggested this years ago, and I think this would be great. I suggested it as a show, but I think as a podcast, it would also be great. Tell me what you think about this. The producers. Oh. So like, like two, and you could you could rotate. So it's you and Jake do a, do a, a producer show. It's Andrew and, and RJ. It's um, Ray Santiago. It's Anthony Pusick. Like, we have very talented producers at the station. We do. And you rotate producers on their own podcast. And not only do they do like a sports talk show, but they bring you behind the scenes on the shows they produce. I think that would be awesome. And it's so dynamic because like Pusick is diehard hockey fan. You know, I'm a diehard hoops fan, Ray Santiago. So like you go, he's he's a diehard Cowboys fan. So you go all over the map. I love it.
Yeah, I really it's a good like idea. You, you know, know what, why don't you bring it to management? I think you should because you have more like say as far as what what goes on here than I do. I, I think you should suggest that to them. I don't see that, but I I would suggest that. But to I got But, I but what story. do you think about that? The producers. It would be great. I, How about I, the producers brought to you by Dave Rothenberg? <laughs> well, because it's my idea. Why it's my it baby. Brought to you by Dave Rothenberg. Yeah, brought to you by Dave Rothenberg. The producers brought to you by Dave Rothenberg. We could do it like twice a week. We add a video component because everyone's always looking for content. So I think it would be fantastic. By the I way, see, I, one, I one of the beauties of this app is that the the audio, the live programming starts playing immediately. Immediately. Now, <laughs> I have heard a lot of people say they can't turn off the audio. Like, it just it comes on. But Santiago did a little reconnaissance, and you can. So if you hit, hang on, let me, I'm going to do this live I love on this. air. I love that you're now becoming technologically technological. Well, because it, now, it, now it's usable. For someone like me who's not great with it, it's very functional. So you see where it says listen live in the upper left-hand corner? Yes. If you click on listen live, there's a little uh, a little nugget that says autoplay on app start. So if you turn that off when you open the app, that won't happen. If you keep that on, then it will happen. But so, it's, it's simple. So for someone who's not used to just having audio start playing immediately, if you, 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 you click that, you click that off and it won't play immediately. No, but I'm saying so like my morning routine is as I'm getting ready. You know, I'm sitting on the toilet at 7, 10 a.m. All right, do we do it really? No, let, let me paint the picture for you. No, we so don't I go, need that. I go, I go to the new app, and then all of a sudden, Dave Rothenberg is screaming at me. I'm That's like, Wait, right. What's going on? It's you, right. you and Rick on the air from 5 to 8 a.m. Every, every Monday through Friday. I'm like, why is he screaming at me? But it's actually cool. You don't have to work for it because people don't want to work, man. They don't want to go find oh, content. Yeah. They want it's, it to just be there. Here, here's how easy it is. An idiot. Like, like I, no problems, can use this thing. Rick good Lord, you're good. Rick, Rick, no issues, can use this thing. Save Pietro! I think the slogan is, it's so easy, <laughs> even idiots can use it. Oh, I thought it was, it's so easy, Rick Pietro can do it. And we could do that as well. So, away we go. How about this Mets no-hitter last night, Ty? Well, so we got a tweet earlier um, from Steve Brzezinski. He, he says... Um, a combined combined no hitters are like thinking your cousin is hot, and I think it's funny. I don't quite understand it, but it's hilarious. What, what do you mean you don't understand it? Like I get it. I, I don't know if it's like uh, you know the perfect joke, but it's 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 like, do you really get excited about combined no hitters? Uh, excite a little bit. I mean, the Mets have had one no hitter in their franchise history. How they and work e- out? Even, and even that, I have to hear. Yeah, but there was a, a ball that was fair, and they called it foul. It wasn't, wasn't really a no hitter. And then his career ended after that. So right. You- this is five guys, but this was a no hitter. Like, there's no two ways about it. This was a legitimate no hitter. Is it thrilling? No, I wouldn't say it's thrilling. Is it? Is it make you somewhat excited? Like, yeah, I think there's a, a little juice added to the win last night because the Mets got a no hitter. Is that fair? Yeah, of course. And, and look, you you've won every single series to start the year. I mean, even if you are the most pessimistic Met fan, I think right now I mean, you have to get on board. Let's just say it, it does end up being you know you, you end in heartbreak in September October. You got to enjoy the ride, man. Well, what because... kind of heartbreak am I in? Am I ending where I get to the postseason and I have heartbreak, or or I, I have heartbreak because I never get to the postseason? No, there's you're, a big gonna, difference. You're going to get to the postseason. You you get to the playoffs and you you lose in round one. You get swept. I think that's heartbreaking. Um, you get swept in round one, maybe. But for any Met fan, here's what I would say: 
And I know we got to get to a break. But, you know, we're on our third president since you last won a playoff, not series, a last playoff game. So if right now you're watching your team, and the record says they're the best team in baseball, if you can't get excited by that, then you just want to be miserable. You just want to be miserable. Jump on board, baby. Jump on board with the Jets. Jump on board with the Giants. Jump on board with the Mets. Jump on board with the Yankees. Why? It's different. New York may not be the pathetic loser sports town we've been for so long. Maybe we're heading in a new direction. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. But what I have next Sunday becomes a dicey potential for me. And that is it's Mother's Day and my anniversary. So I am bound to disappoint at least one, if not more people in my life. So Why don't you just all round them together and do like a family thing? Because Sherry's going to want to do something with me solo. Yeah, but that's probably. at night. You, you leave that for nighttime. Then during the day, and she's a mom as well, so you can celebrate Mother's Day with your mom and her. And then at night, you dedicate your duties and responsibilities all right, to but, her. Okay, here's what you have to understand. So, so my mom, Long Island, her mom, New York City. Plus, it's Mother's Day for her. Plus, it's our anniversary. So someone is bound to be disappointed. And you know who? You know who's going to have the finger pointed at them? Me. You, because yeah, you, of course. But because you're you're so used to being the disappointer, like it's it's easy to to point the blame at you. No, but I I can't win. Like I can't. There's no way my mom, her mom, and Sherry will all look at this like, boy, this <laughs> what what a great job you did today. Can we have a meeting point? Like, can I can't we, win. Can we find somewhere in the middle where we all can just meet up and hang? Because if couple we go, of hours? If, here's the thing. Just say for argument's sake, I'm like, Sherry, let's go out to Long Island, spend have brunch with my mom. Now it's going to be, oh, well, it's my, my Mother's mom. Day too, <laughs> and it's my anniversary, and now I have to wake up at eight o'clock in the morning to drive out to Long Island. Wait, so excuse the anniversary for a moment, like yeah. we can, but ba- you can't, can- you cannot excuse the anniversary. We can back end. Yeah. I'm just saying, put that at the end of the day because you're you're both going home together regardless. So, so that don't recognize easy. the anniversary until we get to five p.m. or later. Yes, say, okay. look, I have something special planned for just us later on. That like okay. that can live on its own. What you have to figure out is a way to involve your mom, her mom, and then her into some type of experience for Mother's Day. You make it sound so easy. I know. I know. <laughs> all you have to do is figure out a way to make your mom, Long her guy. mom, and her Long guy in thrill. New York City yeah, Westchester. I mean, you don't you don't understand the dynamic of woman we're working with here. <laughs> it looks. How I mean, about why not? Why not just say Dave? If you can solve the water issue around the world, <laughs> I mean, these are things easier said than done, my friend. So how about we extend it and make Saturday like, you know, a little Sunday annex, if you will, on the front end? As far as what, Mother's Day or the anniversary? <laughs> uh, now, my, mind you, do you understand the traffic that we're working with on Mother's Day? Yeah, it's a lot. You're up. I am. I, I am. Yes. This isn't trying to use an app like Apple TV. This is this is tough. No, no. This is I, and I, I would I welcome your suggestions. If you have anything that you can throw my way, I I welcome. You have to. All right. So here's the thing. You you, without question, have to incorporate Saturday. Now I don't know if that's how. I, I don't know if I don't even know what the kids' sports schedule is on Saturday. Yeah, I'm sorry, kids, but you, you're on your own that day. No, are you out of your mind? I'm, I'm telling you, man. Like this is this is very important. You've got three moms you have to account for. And then one anniversary. So it's almost like four different occasions. Yeah. It, what is? I, I, got, I have to please four separate individuals because Sherry with Mother's Day 
And, and by the way, I said this one year, let me just give you a tip of advice. This doesn't play over well. So I did, I think, either nothing or very little one year for Sherry on Mother's Day. And she's like, and you did nothing for me? Wow. And my response is, well, you're not my mother. <laughs> that, that, surprisingly, that didn't go over well. Yeah, shockingly, that, that did not go over well. No. But Tell isn't it, on, it, like, isn't Ben and Alex, aren't they supposed to take the reins and run yeah, with they, Mother's Day? They, no, I, I don't think take the reins. They should be of assistance. Like, they can't be completely useless. And I get they're, what, 15 and 13 now? Or is it 15, 15 and 11. 15 and 11. But I can't pass the baton and say these two can now, on their own, handle the Mother's no, Day festivities for you, their mother? You still, you still have to be at the helm. But she's not my mother. I mean, but she's your your kid's mother, and she's your right. wife, and that's that's yes, and and I love her and adore, her and and she's the light of my life. But I don't understand; she's still not my mother. <laughs> I, I, I don't understand how you can fix your lips to say that. Because I don't think I'm all there. <laughs> Clearly, you're not. How do you? I don't think I don't think I Wait. function at at normal rates. How do you fall short of, of doing something spectacular for the woman who's supposed to be the most important in your life? And, and she then, is. And, but and again, you compound what the name that. of the day. What is the name of the day? Listen, you compound. What is that. the name of the day? Mother's Day. Is she my mother? No, but she's a mother, a, an important mother at that. Very important. So I mean, you can't just spit in the face of uh, of that and say, "Listen, yeah, all is fine," but you're not my mother. <laughs> you t- imagine she's, she's the mother of your kids. Yeah, Dave. like what's, something's wrong with you. Yeah, no, something's really wrong with me. Like, you've got issues. But listen, here's the thing, man. Incorporate Saturday. Find a way to to you know celebrate Mother's Day a day earlier with. So one if of we the go moms. into the city, have Mother's Day with my mother-in-law on Saturday, yes. maybe like a dinner. Now that scratches that itch. Exactly. Now now I'm down to to, to still. Still a lot. It's still a lot, but one less thing. Yeah. Now, TMKS Burner says the mother of your kids takes precedent over your own mother on Mother's Day. It's dicey. Your, your mother should get that. Plus, the anniversary makes this a no-brainer. Sunday is for your wife. Saturday is for the Rangers. Send your mom a lovely gift. You no, can afford it. Stop Firstly, it. stay out of my pockets. Yes. Yeah, right, you don't know what I can and can't afford. And don't be buying love. Like, t- delete that guy. Block him. That, that's now, a now I get tweet. another tweet. Why don't you just take everyone to the Rangers game? Uh, that, that's Let's even do that. Worse than the prior tweet. Del- oh, that and that's Spike. And I love Spike, but that's a terrible idea. Yeah, I don't know what to do. So, but but you would say telling. My wife, that it's not that she's not my mother. That's not the way to go. Yeah, of all the things not to do, that's at the top of the line. Teddy, now Teddy Parides, he he gets it. He says, "Mission Impossible: Making Three Jewish Mothers Happy on the Same Day." No, we figured out a, a blueprint though. Like as long as we find a way to incorporate Saturday, we we knock the two moms out the way. Uh, I don't know why I phrased it like that, but if we can, we can kill those two birds with one stone on Saturday, uh, Sunday. Now Bob can, Pavlik has a great tweet. He says, have your mom stay at your place Friday to Sunday. No drive to Long Island. She won't. We have a bedroom. We've asked her a million times. Stay over. She refuses to he's stay at our house. Multiple, he's got like 17 dogs. No, Yeah. No. I Lauren Laker says, my dude, you're, you made your wife a mom. Exactly. Celebrate her on that day. Yeah. That's, that's true. I don't know. It's, it, it's, it's, it's stressed. thrown at me from many different directions. You're stressed. Well, here's what I'll do. I'll probably just curl up in the fetal position. I'll do nothing, and then I'll get blamed of why I'm just all an awful son, an awful husband, all of it. Like that kind of party. Just take it and not care. You don't understand. If no. I buy Sherry a beautiful, expensive gift, 
how could you have spent this much money on a present for me? If I get her almost nothing, how could you not have gotten me anything? Well, because like, you've got it's this a, it's all a, wrong. It's not about spending money, man. It's about the love. The I have the love. I show the, the love every day. You know, throwing it down. You know, give it a little nighttime, you know, some fun, a little spanking. How about something well, like that? I mean, good Lord, you're good. Jake, Jake, Jake. <laughs> Well, I mean, honestly, what is wrong this with this guy? This show just going off the rails, man. I mean, he's talking about his we bowels. We need to break before he... Stump Rotherberg and this guy. I mean, my I God, I take know. a shower, you animal. <laughs> I'm just trying to help you out, man. Uh, uh, spanking? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, what kind of house did you grow up in? <laughs> Give your wife a spanking. I, get, oh, I would expect this from Rick from you. Oh, I'm feeling goofy today. I don't know Walking what Walking double entendre says she's not your mother but you made her a mother you literally created the situation yes you created a beast now here's one krz i'm a hundred percent with you i say the same thing to my wife she's not my mother <laughs> you guys are awful uh, maybe who, who raised you uh, my mother <laughs> yeah that, that might be the issue right there I, yeah. I don't understand how you can say that to your wife Apparently, it doesn't go over well. All right. You have real issues. We've established that. Now you've wasted the entire segment with your babbling. 1-800-919-3776. Let's get to Stump Rothenberg. The questions. Apparently, Jake has an all-time question we will get to. We will get to that and all of your questions. Get back to the NFL draft. The no-hitter from the Mets. Connor Rogers at 1130. I mean, I almost feel like we're just getting started. In many ways, we are. Uh, 98.7 ESPN. He's pompous. Listen, shut up, and I'll tell you the story. He's arrogant. Do you think there's a lot of things out there that I wouldn't be good at? And sometimes he's downright mean. I know you know what that's like, to be that uncomfortable, pimply-faced, not very popular kid. (laughs) But now it's your chance to prove him wrong. It's dumb. Call 800-919-3776 with your question, and let's stump Dave Rothenberg. All right, and here we are. Saturday morning, 10.30, time you love. Stump Rothenberg, 98.7 ESPN, brought to you by Slomans. Ty. David. We are now wrapping up today, four months of 2022. We are a third of the way through the year. Where are we with our Stump Rothenberg standings? Man, I got to be honest, this number is quite impressive, even for you. you. 173. Oh, my goodness. And 172. No, I'm just kidding. 173 and 29. I mean, we're we're on pace to go like 500 plus and 90 tie. <laughs> it's amazing. I mean, my goodness. Yeah, it's uh. What are you expecting today? Greatness? Mediocre? What are you expecting? Well, I mean, 12 wins, 11 wins, 13 wins, 13 wins. Those are your last four weeks. So I would say you have to nothing short of 12 wins. Nothing short of 12 wins. My understanding, Jake, just a question for the uh, ages. For we will, the ages. All the movie fans there. out there, you're going to love it. We will get there in a few moments. Let's go. Uh, let's go to Luke in Connecticut. I know he he adores this game. Luke, you're on Stump Rothenberg. Good morning, Mr. Softy. Now, that's nasty. But go ahead, Luke. What, what, is that your nickname? I thought it was, you know. It was your nickname. No. All right. What do you got, Luke? No. Well, first, a quick, simple solution to your little dilemma next week. On Saturday, make it all about uh, Sherry. 
I mean, okay. shut down sports, Ben and Alex, do breakfast. Yeah, but how, how, how can I do that when the Rangers have game three on Saturday? Yeah, you want to make her feel appreciated? Shut down sports. Shut it I down. Don't, I don't, I don't know that I can it. do that. I got, I got a game. I got you game know, three. Rangers at Penguins. You will score so many points for one day. You just appreciate her. You can do whatever you want on Sunday. I, I don't. Anyway. All right, I, I'll, I'll put it into the think tank. But go ahead now, Luke. What do you got? All right. Since 1985, who is the lowest pick player to be a Hall of Famer in the NFL? Well, Mike Singletary, but he was pre-85. Um, it's a good question. Well, obviously, you know, Brady's going to be a Hall of Famer, but he's not going to be that answer. Um, how about Shannon Sharp could be? And I think he's he's after 85. the one name that I think of. Shannon Sharp, I believe, out of Savannah State. He's like the 100 and he was well in the hundreds. Um, now, does it, it has to be a pick, right? It can't be a, uh, it can't be a free agent, correct? No, yeah, it was a pick, not an undrafted one. I'm going to say Shannon Sharp, final answer. Uh, and your genius comes through again, yes. Dave. Yes, yes, yes. Do you see that? I, I didn't even have confidence in myself there. I should have. It's one to know. It's pretty impressive. Matt Cranford. Matt, you're on Stump Rothenberg. Hey, what's up, Dave? I got a baseball question for you. Okay. Um, there are three players. In MLB history, to record at least ten wins in a career as a pitcher and hit seventy plus home runs in a career, uh, the two obvious ones, Babe Ruth and Otani. Who is the third? So it's ten wins as a pitcher and how many home runs? Seventy or more, both in a career. I don't think it's. Uh... I mean, Seaver had a lot, but he didn't have that many. Um, boy, Watani obviously seventy home runs for a pitcher. I I wonder if it's a legitimate pitcher. Like Ferguson Jenkins was a good hitting pitcher, but that's a lot of. No, I don't think this can't be a regular pitcher who who just batted every. Every fifth day. Uh, I don't know that I know. Um, Bumgarner, terrific, but over 70. Gibson was terrific. That's where I'll go, but I, I don't know that I'm going to be right here. Gibson or Spawn or Bumgarner. I'm going to say Bob Gibson is going to be my answer. I know, Rick. It's actually uh, Rick and Keel. 
Oh, Ricky and Keel. He was a starter, and then, and then all of a sudden couldn't throw. And then they turned him into an outfielder. All right. Uh, it's a good question. I should have known that. That was a good question. Uh, so we're one and one. Here we go. Uh, 1-800-919-3776. We uh, continue along on Stump Rothenberg. Let's go to Matt in Cranford. Matt. Oh, no. He's staying on for college. Let's go to Alex in Allentown. Go ahead, Alex. You're on Stump Rothenberg. Hey, good morning, Dave. Uh, baseball Hall of Fame question. Okay. Out of all of the Baseball Hall of Fame inductees inducted after the year 2000, Tony Gwynn had the highest batting average at 338. Can you tell me who had the second highest batting average at 328? So inducted after 1990? 2000. No, inducted after 2000. After 2000. Three twenty-eight. Boy, there's another tough one. Um, when did Rod Carew get in? He must have been, but after after two thousand, you said right. After 2000. Yeah, Carew must have gotten in before. How about... Did Boggs get in? Boggs probably was after 2000, right? Oh, boy. I'm going to say Boggs, because I think he got in after 2000. And he's the only one I can think of that had a tremendous batting average. So I would say Carew, but I think he's pre-2000. I'll say Boggs. It's Wade Boggs. Yes! Yes, it is. Did you do you see the brain? The way it just worked there, Ty. Did you see that? The brain is fantastic, my man. Oh my gosh. Whew. Uh, all right, Chris and Beth Page. Chris, you're on Stump Rothenberg. Two and one. Hey, Dave. I was about to give Luke from Connecticut the Ed Marinaro award for most filibustering before question. But anyway, yeah, a lot, lot, lot of uh, lead up to the question. Go ahead. What do you got? Exactly. All right. So, Dave. Uh, there have been six baseball players who have hit a homer in each Shea, Yankee Stadium, the Polo Grounds, and Ebbets Field, okay? I'll give you two of them, and, and you got to name two of the next four, two of the other four. So, uh, Willie Mays and yes. Hank Aaron each hit a homer there. So, there's four other guys. Just give me two of the other four guys. I don't know that I'm going to know this. Um... So it's it's Shea, Yankee Stadium, the Polo Grounds, and Ebbets Field, did you say? Yes. Um And you gave me who Maze? And Aaron. And Aaron. All right, so this could easily... So, right, I wonder if Duke Snyder is there. So I'm thinking Snyder, Hodges. That Frank Robinson. 
Are you looking for that's... two or you're looking for one? Yeah, if you give me two of the four, that's great. So, so you there's, gave me four, Robinson, there's, that's there's four that's... more, is that right? There's four more, and Robinson is one of them. If you give me one more, I'll give you credit for the answer. How about Eddie Matthews? Bingo, Dave. Very Dave. good. Oh, any, that was any, not a... any, any idea of who the other two are? Oh, goodness. Um... You know what? You'll not, it's tough. It's tough. And I was going to give it to you this way, but it was too tough. I didn't think you'd ever get it. But it's uh, Ken Boyer and Ed Bailey, of all people. Ed Bailey did it. Ed Bailey, I'm not even familiar with Ken Boyer. I, I do know. But I, I got it right. Let's give me some credit for that. That's what, Ty, 3-1 and one today? Yeah, 3-1. and one. All right, and a, and a good solid 3-1. and one. Eh, sure. What do you mean? Eh, <laughs> <No>. eh. <laughs> a good solid 3-1. and one. Yeah. All right, here's what I say. We take one more break, come back. Jake has his question. We line up more calls, go to the college portion. How's that sent to you? Let's do it, baby. Let's go to uh, let's go to John in L.A. John, you're on Stump Rothenberg. How's it going, Dave? It's about to be three and two. Oh, so very confident, question. John. Is this a good question? I'm pretty sure it is. Since okay. We're in draft week. As a matter of fact, I lost my voice because I was at the draft. The draft week, it's an NFL draft question. All right. All right, here it goes. <clears throat> what school has produced the most first-round NFL draft picks since 1980? Since 80? Yes. And it, did you say first-round picks? Yeah. What school has produced the most first-round NFL draft picks since 1980? I mean, you'd have to think Georgia's up there after what they did the other night. Um, I mean, Miami's got to be up there. Michigan, Alabama, though. Alabama. I don't know the answer. I would I would throw out Georgia, Miami, Alabama, Ohio State. Well, you don't need the whole university, <laughs> or are you just going to no, get? No, I'm 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 I, I don't appreciate you talking like that. I'm thinking <laughs> in my mind. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, right. uh, go. Do you want I don't know the answer. LSU could be up there too. Since eighty, I don't think it's Nebraska. Could it be Penn State? Could it be Michigan? It's got to be first round picks, right? Yeah, first rounds. I'm gonna. I really don't know. I feel. Con- I mean, it's gonna be one of those five or six schools, but that does nothing. I'm going to say. I'm really torn. I'm really <laughs> torn. I'm going to say, and I think I'll be wrong, Alabama. You're wrong, sir. It's Miami. Oh, <laughs> and I mentioned Miami. I, I I went with the recent school instead of the school that was great in the 80s. All right. So that's three and two. Here's what we do now. Quick break. Line them up, 1-800-919-3776, and then we'll finish off with the where did this guy go 
to college. 1-800-919-3773 and 2 through 5. Stump Rothenberg with you here on 98.7 ESPN. Stump Rothenberg, 3 and 2 through 5. Let's continue. Jake, I have heard all morning about the, this grand question that you have, so bring it to my attention. Well, I hate that you guys did that because now the expectations are through the roof, but I, the roof. I do think I do have a pretty solid question, and you know how much I love Stump Rothenberg. I know. So. I, we, we all do. I get it. All right, so here's my question. Last week we went sports movies. Today's question is just with movies. Okay. Only four actors ever have had three number one box office hits in the same year. Can you name one of those actors? So four actors have, have had three <laughs> number one box office hits in the same year. Now, there's been a bunch of actors that have had two number one box office hits in the same year, but to have three in the same year is very rare, as we see only four actors ever have done this. I love when the cogitation occurs. Well, well I'm just happy because most of my questions, before I finish the question, you answer. So the fact that you're actually thinking makes me think that I might have a chance it's of a stumping good you question. today. My first thought is Jim Carrey. Cogitation. What does that mean? It's, it's what you're doing right but now. But I don't know what it mean. I don't know what the word means. You're thinking. It's contemplate. Like, you're, yeah. you know, you're walking us through. Co- and the word is cogitation? Yes. All right, so my first thought is is Jim Carrey, because I think he had Ace Ventura, The Mask, and Dumb and Dumber might have been the same year. So let me put that on the side. And I only need one. So if in fact it was Jim Carrey, I would I would win right there, right? If it was Jim Carrey, correct? Yes. Hmm. So it's four actors that have had three number one movies in the same year. Correct. I wonder if Tom Hanks is there. Samuel L. Jackson. I'm going to go Jim Carrey. But my other thoughts, just for the record, if that's wrong, are Tom Hanks and Samuel L. Jackson. Well, Dave, I wish you did go with Tom Hanks or Samuel L. Jackson because you are the smartest person I know. Jim Carrey is one of those four. And that year, 1994, you actually mentioned the three movies, which is extremely impressive as well. The Mask, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, and Dumb and Dumber, three number one box office hits in the same year. The other three actors, Robin Williams in 1991, Dead Again, The Fisher King, and Hook, Liam Neeson in 2012 had The Grey, The Dark Knight Rises, and Taken 2. And Dwayne The Rock Johnson oh in 2013 goodness. with G.I. Joe, Pain and Gain, and Fast and Furious 6. Thank but Dave, God. great job. I got Jim Carrey. I'm very had impressed. Had I not gotten Jim Carrey there, <laughs> I would have never gotten the other three. And I just want to say that. The, uh, the Grey? <laughs> Is that one like the, the Liam Neeson attacked them in the in the wilderness? Yeah, I haven't seen many of the other ones with Liam Neeson and Dwayne Johnson, but you know the Jim Carrey three that you named; those are three classics, and that kind of inspired this question. I saw something on Twitter saying how Jim Carrey is one of only four actors, and that year alone he made over seven hundred million dollars in the box office. So his movies were extremely successful that year, and you know something that we haven't seen very much often four times. 
um, ever. So great let's job not, on you, Dave. Can we please? Not yeah, well, the lead. we won't bury the, the lead. Yeah, is the, Dave Rothenberg is a genius? Very well done. <clears throat> That's what four and two. All right, let's go to Chris in Massapequa. Chris, you're on Stump Rothenberg. Hey, how's it going? Big fan. Thanks so much. It's uh, going great. Thank you, right, Chris, for making the call. My question is dedicated uh, to Maddie Vitale. He's a big fan of yours, so this one's goes for him. All right, this goes out to uh, Maddie Vitale. Yeah. All right, so who has the most career wins while recording no at-bats? Huh. So it's got to be an American League pitcher. I'll be floored if you get this. John Lester was in that, in the running for that until he went to the National League. Most career wins with no at-bats, right? Yeah. That's a tough question. Um... So it's got, I mean, it's someone from like the 70s to current day. Um, right? I mean, it's it's someone, American League guy, 73, I think is when the DH came in. Um, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I'm going to say, and I'm sure it'll be wrong, Tommy John. But he pitched with the Dodgers. It can't, be, it can't be. No, it's not. It can't be Tommy John. I, I really, I really don't know. Um. Interleague. It's got it's got to be between seventy three and the start of interleague play would be my thought. I I mean I have no idea. I'll, I'll say Roger Clemens, but I know I'm not right. Final answer. Yeah. Unfortunately, it is Ron Guidry. Ron Guidry. <laughs> there you go. Right right in that wheelhouse. Uh, all right, and and that's the star pitcher, legitimate pitcher. So that's a good job. All right, so that's four and three. Um, so we got yours, Jake. So we got to go with these three who got me, and then we go to your five-pack. Is that correct? That is correct. All right. Let's take a deep breath, and let's go to Matt in Cranford. Matt, you're on Stump Rothenberg Part 2. Where did this guy go to college? Um, let's go with uh, Warwick Dunn. Florida State. Is that uh, right? Yes, sir. Uh, <laughs> All right, now one of the guys is hung up, so we'll only go to one more. John in L.A. John, where did who go to college? All right, Dave. Well, hopefully I'll be the first one ever to stomp you twice. Here he goes. The great Devin George. Virginia Wesleyan, I think. Where did he go? I used to know this one. It, it's either... No, that might have been Sedale 3. He might have gone to Augsburg. Oh, God. It's one of those two. It's either Sedale 3 or Devin George. <laughs> I, I know it's either like West... Uh, 
Is it West Virginia Tech or Augsburg or... I think Sedale 3. Is that... I think... Wow, this is, this is dicey. Yeah, no, this is this is a <laughs> tremendous uncertainty. I'm actually nervous for you. I love me some Devin George, by the way. Do you know the answer? Well, I'm looking at the answer now. Oh. I don't think it's the first one that I was saying. I have massive anxiety. This and this is, is also definitely the longest I've seen you on a college oh, no, question. No, no, so I'm this not is certain. well done. It's for either him. West Virginia State, Virginia Wesleyan, or Augsburg. And now I have to think of which one it is, and I'm uncertain. <laughs> But I think, Sede- I think I Sed- think Oh God! We might send John to the Hall of Fame after I, this. I think Sed- yeah. that's a good. Qu- I think Sedale three is West Virginia Tech. So I'm gonna go by process of elimination, and I think I have a 51 percent chance of getting it right. <laughs> Augsburg University. Now? Is Say it again, right? Dave. He didn't hear you. Aug- Augsburg. That's your final answer? Oh, God. Yes. <laughs> Woo, I was so close, Dave. You're right. Augsburg. I'm right! <laughs> yes! That was incredible. Oh, my God. Good Lord, you're good. You know that was I'm... so stressful. So typically, I, I'm, I'm oh. going to admit, I root against you. I was rooting for you there. No, you weren't. No, I really was. Because that would have been like a, a feat just to have that come to a close. That like that would have been devastating. We should me. just do a, a segment of just sound effects that come Ooh. from Stump Rothenberg. Yeah. Whether it's the callers or you making oh, these my noises. God. The I don't even know what's going on. The stress right there was I through the roof. All right, what's your five-pack? Play those sound effects after the spanking. All right, big fan of the show. Uh, He is now in the second round of the playoffs. We'll do NBA playoff action. All right. Bobby Portis. Arkansas. There you have it. That was pretty good. This guy just drove me crazy uh, for four games, hitting wide-open threes. Another big fan of the show, Grant Williams. Is he Tennessee? Uh, good player. Um, I think he's Tennessee. Uh, your thoughts are correct, my friend. Yeah. You used to play here. You used to listen to the show. Uh, Spencer Denwitty. Uh, Colorado. Wow, look at you, man. Great a little bit of a tough one. Let's see uh, what what you have here. Just got bounced. Uh, actually, they didn't. They got bounced in the playing round. Jacob Pertle. Uh, he's Utah. Wow. Yeah. There you go. Can I get some thank you? And lastly, but not uh, the least, got eliminated last night in game six. He is Patrick Beverly. I think he's Arkansas too. Patrick Beverly. I'm confident he's... He's Arkansas. I'll go Arkansas. Final answer. And you would be correct, my friend. There you go. So now you're twelve and three to end your to end your day. Uh, very stressful though. I feel like very you stressful. worked a little bit. Now I got a tweet just now. Uh oh. Saying Ron Guidry had seven postseason at bats. So maybe it was regular season. Maybe it was regular season. Yeah. Why don't you look that up and, and make sure that that in, in fact is the correct answer? All right. <laughs> You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com.